0: It's one o'clock. I'm Aaron Tam. The headlines. Lawmaker Holden Chow says the government should have provided more assistance to elderly citizens who are applying to the electronic voucher scheme. Authorities have said they've done all they can to ensure people get their cash vouchers. And U.S. President Joe Biden has said a Texan law that severely restricts abortion violates women's constitutional rights. DAB lawmaker Holden Chow says he believes the government's electronic voucher scheme is still the best way to distribute money, despite the difficulties faced by some elderly people in applying for the e-handout. Yesterday, more than 100 senior citizens gathered at a government office in Mong Kok to vent their anger after realizing they didn't receive the first installment of the $5,000 handout, but it was because they've filled out the forms incorrectly. They've been given another two weeks to finish their sub- missions. Mr. Chow said the government should have offered more support to help the elderly apply for the vouchers.
1: Generally speaking, this is a good and modern way uh, to distribute the money and also it would be uh, conducive to boosting the economy. But I think the government should really look after the very fact that the elderly don't know or don't have a clue in how to make use of the technology.
0: A long queue has snaked around streets near the government office in Mong Kok today, with hundreds of elderly people flocking to submit additional documents for the spending vouchers after authorities announced the deadline extension. Outside the Pioneer Center, where the Voucher Schemes office is located, a woman surnamed Lee, who's 87, said she traveled all the way from Shao Kei Wan early in the morning and had been waiting for over an hour.
1: We're at The
2: arrangement is bad. Elderly people can't stand for too long. We easily feel tired.
0: An official says the government has done all it can to make sure eligible people can get their electronic cash vouchers and it simply isn't feasible to call up every elderly person in the city to remind them to register. Jessie Wong from the financial secretary's office was speaking after DAB lawmaker Elizabeth Quat had suggested that the government phone up senior residents to make sure they register on time with the right information. Ms. Wong said that would be impractical. She noted the government had asked local groups to help explained the scheme and had also set up an inquiry hotline and sent out text messages. We are talking about several million registrations. It's difficult to follow up
2: several million text messages with phone calls, and it will take a long time, and we didn't ask people to provide their age. We don't know how old they are. We only have their ID card number, and it involves a large number of people. We cannot
0: call them up. We can only use other means of publicity. The University of Hong Kong said it has lifted its campus ban for 18 students who attended a controversial Students' Union Council meeting in July. The university issued the ban last month after the union passed a motion saying it appreciated the sacrifice of a man who stabbed a police officer before killing himself. In a statement, the school said it will no longer impose its risk-mitigating measures on 18 of the students. As for the other students, four of them have been charged with advocating terrorism, with just one released on bail. Those who want to be barristers and wish to wear their religious head coverings in court can now do so and not have to ask for special permission. The Chief Justice has accepted a general exemption for religious head coverings which are modest in colour and do not obstruct the face. The change came into effect last week after the Bar Association and the Chief Justice struck a deal. Barrister Azan Marwa, who pushed for the change, told RTHK this would make the profession more inclusive.
1: It's about encouraging the youth to see our profession uh, as something which is inclusive and which they can succeed in, and it it does not require them to make uh, very difficult decisions about
0: complying with their religious obligations uh, and their careers. Previously, Mr. Marwa said only two barristers had received permission to wear their head coverings, giving off the impression that the profession was only for people who wear wigs and not those who wear turbans or hijabs. Customs have seized 125 million Hong Kong dollars worth of ketamine, disguised as cotton yarns, after inspecting sea cargo arriving from Pakistan, and arrested a 35 year old woman. The suspect was in charge of a logistics firm handling the shipment. Customs officials say they're still looking into which markets the 220 kilograms of ketamine were intended for. The head of Customs Drug Investigation Bureau, Lee Kam Wing, pointed out that drug syndicates have increasingly used sea routes for. Smuggling in recent years,
2: drug syndicates stockpile a large volume of drugs in the source countries because of the travelling restrictions and closure of borders under the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, To reduce the risk of interception by law enforcement, drug syndicates they adopt a strategy we call merry go round That means a large quantity of drugs was pushed out to the sea by sea cargo, which could allow syndicates to buy time in finding buyers and changing the final destination while the drugs were still at the sea. Now this method is more cost-effective for drug syndicate, so we reduce the risk at relatively low cost.
0: Afghans are facing increasing economic hardship with prices of essential goods soaring. The value of the currency falling and little immediate prospect of the Taliban gaining access to the country's foreign currency reserves held abroad. Many public services are close to collapse. The United Nations Deputy Special Representative for Afghanistan, Ramiz Alakbarov, said there was a shortfall in funding to provide aid to those most in need.
2: We remain here in solidarity with those who need our assistance. Unfortunately, levels of funding provided to the United Nations to respond uh, to those needs uh, have not been commensurate. We will be issuing a flash appeal in the course of the next 10 days, outlining our needs. The contributions for United Nations to respond to the humanitarian crisis have not exceeded $400 million this year against the ask of $1.3 billion.
0: Islamists say the problems will ease once a new government is in place, which could happen within the next few days. The U.S. State Department says it's evacuated 123,000 people from Afghanistan since mid-August. They include 6,000 U.S. citizens as well as thousands of Afghans who were at risk because they or their relatives worked for U.S. forces. U.S. Undersecretary of State Victoria Nuland said potential evacuees were being contacted. We've been in contact with them in the last 24 hours to tell them that we are looking at all possible options, air routes, land routes, to continue to find ways for them to help evacuate and to support them in that. We're trying to ascertain who precisely still wants to leave, who their dependent family members are, what routes may or may not feel comfortable to them. U.S. President Biden and other leading Democratic politicians have condemned a new law severely restricting abortion in the U.S. state of Texas. Mr. Biden called it a blatant violation of women's constitutional rights. The law introduced by Republicans bans almost all abortions from about six weeks into a pregnancy, including in cases of incest and rape. It's seen as a direct challenge to the 1973 Supreme Court ruling that guaranteed the right to abortion across America until the 24th week of pregnancy. Diana Gomez from the Progress Texas Group says the bill sets a dangerous precedent.
1: This bill is the first of its kind to uh, be enacted in the entire country. It is cruel, it is unconstitutional, and it is an attempt to upend our legal system. The Supreme Court didn't intervene to pause it, to stop it from going into effect, but there is still time they can still stop it from, from continuing.
0: Republic Senator Brian Hughes, the author of the heartbeat bill, says the law protects innocent human lives.
2: In Texas, we protect innocent human life. And for years now, for years, we've been coming alongside the mothers, providing more funding, more help for expectant mothers. We don't just forget about them after the child comes along. We want to support those mothers while we protect that innocent human life. That's what this bill is about, plain and simple.
0: 50,000 people have been forced to leave the Lake Tahoe area of California as firefighters continue to battle a huge wildfire that's been growing for more than two weeks. At least 700 buildings, most of them family homes, have been burnt by the Caldor Fire. Here's the BBC's Peter Bowes.
2: There are huge challenges, uh, not least because of the size of this fire. It covers about the equivalent area of the city of Chicago. So you can imagine how difficult that is for firefighters to get containment around the perimeter of this fire, which is what they are trying to do. There is some good news there in that there's about 20 percent. A fifth of the perimeter is now contained, which is slightly better than the last few days. So it is slowly, just slowly moving in the right direction.
0: Egypt says it plans to produce more than one billion doses of China's Sinovac COVID vaccine a year. Its health minister told reporters that under a deal with the Chinese firm, a factory in Cairo could make more than 200 million doses for local needs, but another factory will produce five times as many for export. In financial news, a U.S. federal judge has approved a bankruptcy settlement for a company making prescription opioids that will shield its owners from personal financial liability. Thousands of lawsuits against a Purdue Pharma, the makers of painkiller OxyContin, accused it of fueling an opioid epidemic, the BBC's Samira Hussein reports. As part of this agreement, drug maker Purdue Pharma will shift its assets, currently valued above $10 billion, into a new company owned by a trust that will focus solely on combating the deadly opioid epidemic, which has already killed more than half a million people in America. This ends thousands of lawsuits brought by state and local governments, hospitals and individuals against the pharmaceutical company for aggressively marketing the painkiller OxyContin while playing down its abuse and overdose risks currencies. The US dollar is trading at 109.97 yen. The euro is standing at 1 US dollar and 18 cents. The pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 70 cents. A short time ago, the Hang Seng index was at 26,052, 24 points up on the previous close. Turnover stands at 102 billion dollars. To sport. At the Tokyo Paralympics, two Hong Kong swimmers competed this morning. Chan Rui Lam, who narrowly missed the podium last week, was back in the pool for the women's 100-meter backstroke S14 for swimmers with intellectual impairment. She finished third in her heat and will try to win a medal in the finals later this afternoon. The men's event featured Hui Ka Chun, who carried Hong Kong's flag in the opening ceremony. He finished fourth in his heat and didn't advance. Cristiano Ronaldo has become the all-time top scorer in men's international football. The Portugal forward recovered from a missed penalty by scoring two late goals to give his country a 2-1 win over the Republic of Ireland. Ronaldo now has 111 international goals. France were held to a 1-1 draw by Bosnia and Herzegovina. Antoine Griezmann opened scoring for France before Eden Dzeko equalized. In African qualifying, Liverpool's Sadio Mane and Nabi Keita each scored for their respective countries. Details from the BBC's Jordan Elgott.
2: Liverpool forward Sadio Mane opened the scoring as Senegal beat Togo 2-0 in their opening Group H match. Mane's club teammate Nabi Keita got an assist as his Guinea side drew one all with neighbours Guinea-Bissau. Egypt beat Angola 1-0 without Mohamed Salah, who was unable to travel to a country on the UK's travel red list, while Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang's Gabon lost 2-1 to Libya. And Adama Traore scored the only goal as Mali beat Rwanda in Group E.
0: Tennis and the defending U.S. Open champion Naomi Osaka got a free pass into the third round after her second round opponent pulled out with illness. Spain's two-time major winner Garbine Muguruza is also through after a 6-4, 6-2 win over Germany's Andrea Petkovic. Muguruza says she likes the way she's progressing in the tournament.
2: Liverpool forward Sadio Mane opened the scoring as Senegal beat Togo 2-0 in their opening Group H match. Mane's club teammate Naby Keita got an assist as he, his Guinea side drew 1-1 with neighbors Guinea-Bissau. Egypt beat Angola 1-0 without Mohamed Salah who was unable to travel to a country on the UK's travel red list while Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang's Gabon lost 2-1 to Libya and Adama Traore scored the only goal as Mali beat Rwanda in Group E. Two
0: of the men looking to stop Novak Djokovic were also in action. Daniil Medvedev is through to the third round after beating Germany's Dominic Kupfer in straight sets. Slovenia's Primarj Roglic has taken the leaders' red jersey in cyclings of Vuelta a España following victory on the mountainous stage 17. Roglic leads by 2 minutes, 22 seconds overall with four stages remaining. The BBC's Matt Warwick has more. It's been a highly impressive week in red by Odd Christian Iking and his minnow Intermarche-Wante-Gobert team. But when the rain came down in the Cantabrian mountains, so did Iking, sliding across the soaking tarmac and into the banking. When the hills really hit their heights, so did Roglic's performance levels, first leading Ineos Grenadiers Egan Bernal up the picturesque Lagosticovadonga, before accelerating through the mist to glory. Stage 18 is just as beautiful, or brutal if you happen to be one of Roglic's rivals. To the weather forecast, mainly cloudy with a few showers and isolated thunderstorms at first. It'll be hot with sunny periods later on. Currently, it's 31 degrees with humidity at 75%. The news from RTHK. <laughs> <laughs>
1: said I predict that the world will end at half past six What he didn't say was exactly when Was he listening to the radio Was he listening to the government Well it got a spooked anyway We've been running hot up until today Kings until the power I'm still a king.
2: Good afternoon and welcome to the 123 Show with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Thursday afternoon. Thursday the 2nd of September is today's date. How is it September already? Time is flying by. This afternoon we'll be catching up with Sadia Osmani for this week's uh, Chinwag. Today's Sadia.